You want to know how bad things are? I love you, Keith. But all I can see right now is food. And I'm starving. You're carrying my next meal around with you in your veins. They got me. They got me real good. Okay. Why don't you take what you need for now? You know, to get you through? <laughs> That's too much. And you're so nice. Society's 31 Days of Horror. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? East Society Podcast, 31 Days of Horror. Tonight, Brian and I are coming at you guys with the 1986 horror comedy Vamp. Ever have one of those nights? This is fantastic! Ever have one of those nights? <laughs> Tonight. Ever uh, have one of those nights? We be looking for you. Grace Jones will show you one in Vamp Rated R. Ordered by oh wait, ordered to fetch a stripper. Fraternity pledges um, try to wait. Fraternity pledges try the the after dark club. And meet a tall vampire. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know who wrote that. I was kind of lazy. Uh, two fraternity pledges travel to a sleazy bar in search of a stripper for their college friends. Unaware it is occupied by vampires. All right. Shout out to whoever wrote that one on IMDb. That one's much, much better. T- directed by Richard Wink. The name sounds familiar. Let me see what he else he has done. I guess he wrote the Equalizer movies, the Denzel ones. Oh, what? And uh, the Protege? I never seen that one. That one with um, God damn it. Sam Jackson and uh, um, I want to say Lucy they, Lou. That's not, not her name. The other Asian shit. Maggie Q. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Have you seen that one? No, I, see, I think it's on uh, Prime or something. I think I've seen it on there. I haven't watched it yet. I ain't hear nothing. Nobody talk about it. I love her, so that's probably the only reason I'll watch it. But looks like he's written a lot of good stuff, man. Jack Reacher, Never Back Down. I think the Ma- Magnificent Seven. Uh, the Mechanic. That's not hashtag not my mechanic. There's only one, and that's Charles Bronson. Um, Sixteen Blocks. Was that the one with most deaf? And uh, Bruce Willis? Yeah. Yeah. What is he's only directed six things? And what is that? Wish Wishcraft, just the ticket. Sweet Valley High, Attack of the Five Foot Two Women. Okay. <laughs> Vamp and Dr- Dracula bites the Big Apple. Okay, all right, everyone. Uh, yeah, we're coming at you guys with Vamp. <laughs> all right, uh, this stars Chris Makepeace, Sandy Barron, uh, the great Robert Russler, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, 
I only seen her in a I've seen her in a bunch of things. The only things I remember her in was Seinfeld and she was she was the the counter girl in falling down. Is that the blonde chick? Yeah, what the hell? Gosh, she talked too much. It's gonna kill me until uh Sheila from falling down. And then she I'd seen her in a bunch of other things. Uh Billy Drago, rest in peace. Uh the legendary Grace Jones, who had no dialogue. And the one and the only Getty Wan- Wannabe as Duncan, aka Long Duck Dong. <laughs> uh, talk about typecast. I mean, I only see him as Long Duck Dong. He's been in a ton of uh, of movies, just small roles. Um, I loved him in the Gung Ho. Yeah, he was good in Gung Ho. I liked him in Gremlins and uh, UHF. You're so stupid. <laughs> he was in Seventeen Ronin or Forty Seven Ronin. Yeah, I think he just had like a little small part. I'm gonna have to rewatch that one again. I don't remember in a minute, but he's been in in a ton of things. Um, everyone, yeah, mainly Gung or um, Sixteen Candles, Long Duck Dong. I I've seen him in other things, like small bit parts. I, I remember he was in an episode of Seinfeld, um, and just things here and there. But Grace Jones, she's popped up in a lot of things. I loved her in uh, Conan the Destroyer, and she was hardcore in um, what's that Eddie Murphy movie? Um, Boomerang. Yeah. She was hella hardcore now. Strange. <laughs> yeah, her and uh and Catwoman. Uh, Earth Kit. <laughs> they, they were badass in this movie. Oh, they were both thrown at that Eddie. <laughs> and they both got well, I don't think Strange got it. I know uh Catwoman got it, but Brian, when was the first time you had seen Vamp? You know, I thought I watched this before, but I think this might have been my first time watching it because I didn't remember anything from this movie. And I thought this was a decent little horror comedy. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of recognizable faces in here. Uh, of course, you got Grace Jones as the main vampire. I thought some of the vampire scenes were cool. Some of the comedy was I had had me laughing here and there. And uh, yeah, definitely a, a good. I'm just, I'm I'm just officially say this is my first time watching it. This is a good first watch for me. This is my second time watching this movie. The first time I had seen it is when it came out in uh, 1986. A uh, cousin of mine, he was like, "Hey, there's a new vampire movie with Grace Jones. Let's go see it." And I was like, "Okay." All he said was. Grace Jones and I was like, all right, I mean, nothing else to do. Why not? So we went to see it. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know who was in it other than her. But when we see the characters on screen again, Long Duck Dong, he's only Long Duck Dong in my eyes. Uh, Robert Rustler, he's AJ. I only see he's been in a ton of movies. Of course, he was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, and a bunch of things. I only see him as Hook from Thrashing. I mean, mm. ever since that movie, that's all I see him as is Hook. But he's he's been in a ton of things. And Chris uh, Makepeace, 
I know he's been in a lot of stuff, but the only things I remember him in was that movie My Bodyguard and the original Meatballs yeah. with uh, Bill Murray. Those are the only two things that I, I remember him from. <clears throat> so I, I other than than Hook and Grace Jones, I had to, I could did not remember who who else was in this film. And the only thing I remembered about the movie was the ending. The very, very ending when our survivors are walking off into the sunrise <laughs> in the downtown streets of L.A. That's the only part I remember. I don't remember what the whole story was, why they were where they were, and what was going on. All I knew was that, and I had to deal with vampires. I to figure out so, why they had to go so out of their way to find a stripper. <laughs> They had to go 200 miles out of their way to go get a stripper. And Dee Dee Pfeiffer is Michelle Pfeiffer's sister. Oh, she is? Yeah, I'm hmm. looking it up. Okay. I didn't know that. But, I mean, this movie, it's funny. Um, Where did you watch it on? Uh, Tubi. All right. So, if you guys want to, it's much clearer. So, if you guys want to sit through the ads, go for it. It is on YouTube, like the full movie, but it's not the greatest quality. It's kind of, I mean, it's watchable if you don't care. But if you expect high def resolution and all that, probably Tubi's away or the Blu-ray. I have that. Yeah. Tubi, yeah. the the amount of ads wasn't bad. It's just they kept showing the same ads every time. Okay, I'm seeing here. There's a 2012 movie called. Vamps. Yeah, that's the one I thought you were talking about when you said you wanted to do this one. The hell is this one? Ah, maybe next year. I don't feel like <laughs> sitting through another vampire comedy movie. But um, Vamp is a 1986 American black comedy horror film directed by Richard Ring. Black comedy? I mean, not as in black people comedy, as in just a darker comedy. But I didn't feel none of the humor was dark. No, it wasn't. It was just straight up regular humor with with vampires. <laughs> um, but I did like the special effects, practical, of course, uh, the way the vampires looked. They didn't really go all out. They kind of just did their faces and gave them long nails and everything it wasn't like they really went for the whole body horror or anything it was just like when grace jones of course she's the, the head vampire when we see her in vamp vampire mode as well as the other uh people that's in um what the hell is the name of the club the after dark club yeah. everyone everyone that owns and works in that place is is, is vampires so when they, uh, they're all in their vampire mode, they all looked cool. The fangs, the crazy eyes, and the contacts and all that. I thought they looked, I thought they did good. And when they started killing the vampires, I thought the special effects were decent. They didn't really go overboard. It wasn't like the vampires blew up or, or melted or anything. It was like you'd stab them and they fell over and, and that was it. So yeah. I thought that was cool. They didn't, they didn't have to go too, too hard well, with it, but. I, I remember the, the effects of when sunlight hit him was pretty cool too. Yeah, I remember. I mean, the first time seeing this, um, I don't remember a lot of people in there, 
And afterwards, I don't remember a lot of people talking about this movie. Because back in those days, it was all word of mouth. Or if somebody wrote about it in one of the horror magazines. That was it. I mean, there was no internet, none of that. So I remember Mike saw it. I know that because we talked about it after he had seen it. And I never really heard much of it. I mean, I've seen that other podcasts have talked about this film, but nobody really goes deep into into it. They just kind of discuss quickly what it's about, and then that's it. And the majority of the ones I've heard is everybody hated it. They all thought it was stupid, and why did they make this movie? But me, kid of the 80s, I enjoy this film. I enjoyed it so much, I bought the Blu-ray. I believe it's an Arrow release. Yeah, I'm looking I'm, at it right now. Fourteen ninety nine. I think I I bought it when it first came out, so it was like twenty five when I got it at um Texas Frightmare. I usually blow most of my money right there at their table with stacks of movies. Man, th- who was it? Um, which it got me at um the forty five years of terror. Uh, who the hell put this out? Um, they put the Beastmaster one out. Oh, Vinegar Syndrome? Yeah, they did. They got me. They had a booth there, and me and Mike went over there and kind of went nuts. I mean, their their Blu-rays are, are pricey. I got a 4K of the Final Countdown. And that one was a little pricey. Beastmaster as well. And then it was Mike's birthday, so I bought him a few. I think I bought him the Incredible Melting Man. And Hey, they, they put out good product. Yeah, they do. Say what you want to say about the the actual quality of the the movies that they put out, but the packaging and the 4K transfers and all that, and if you order online, I was, I, I say hands down they are the best because my my stuff has always came packaged perfectly, it came in mint condition every time, so. Yeah, shout out to them when uh, Mike Clearcut came. No, that was uh, Severin that did that one. That one, no, I'm looking at it now. I thought it came in a box. No, this one came in a bubble wrap, but it's... Yeah. And if there's, a, if there's a problem with, with the with the disc, you don't have to contact them. They'll contact you first. Unless like, you know, yeah. Flesh or Frankenstein, they, yeah. they handled that right away. I didn't even know that until you had mentioned it. And then in the mail, here came my replacement discs. Mm. So, uh, speaking of that, and uh, was it Blood for Dracula? Yep. You guys didn't listen to those episodes. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for listening. Go back and listen to those two episodes. Oh, no, Flesh with Frankenstein was here for 31 days, and I think we did uh, Blood, Blood for Dracula. What was it, Stream Fiends? Yeah, and if yeah. you go to the Horror Returns uh, Facebook page, uh, you can search for it in there. I reposted those because those were those are a couple classic episodes. Yeah, those ones those ones were off the hook. <laughs> Shout out to Otto. Yeah, check those out, everybody. <laughs> I'm after, I'm after, I haven't I opened up my Flesh of Frankenstein, but I haven't watched it. I'm I probably have to throw it in, but I got to make sure everyone's in bed. I don't even want Eric. Watching what is Flesh for Frankenstein, aka Frankenstein 3D. <laughs> but yeah, it's a movie. Um, but anyway, Vamp, that's another movie. But it was a movie that, that I enjoy. I, like I said, I enjoyed it so much that I bought the film. 
Uh, but this one we got uh, the two main characters, Keith and AJ. They are pledging a fraternity, kind of, sort of, because it starts off they're doing their their uh, fraternity, whatever to do to get into the fraternity, and I guess they were supposed to hang themselves or something. It, it was something stupid. But yeah, I think it was one of those stupid trust things. If you don't do it, you don't trust us. Type yeah. of initiations. Yeah, because when they get there, they see some kid hanging there, and they are about to do it, and then AJ is kind of like, "This is stupid, man. Why are you guys doing this? This is lame. This is all you guys can think of. This is just the ordinary trope. Come on, you got you guys are better than that." And then everyone's like, "Oh man," because they're all in their cloaks and everything, like it's a big ritual. And the leader guy, the main fraternity guy, is wearing his red cloak, so that everyone kind of takes all their stuff off and. AJ's like, come on, man. He goes, look, man, you guys are having, this is your pledge week. You're having this big, huge party. You're going to need music. You're going to need food. And I don't remember if they said drugs. but And you're going to need entertainment. And we're the guys to bring it to you. Whatever you guys need, we'll do. And then Keith is kind of like, hey, man, slow your roll. What do you mean, anything? Yeah. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's focus on one specific thing. So they they kind of come to an idea of look man um get us some stripper or get us a stripper for the party. So they're set to that task, and Keith and AJ are like hey, man, we're we're two hundred miles away from anything. How are we gonna get uh, a stripper? So AJ starts making phone call. I like their phone. It was a, a pay phone with a long cord, and he was carrying it around trying to make calls, <laughs> calling people. Well, he was calling. Uh, I guess his friends, girls, to see if they would come and strip for all these little horny fraternity guys, but none of them wanted to bite. Keith was shooting his bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah. We find out Keith is an ex excellent marksman uh, with the bow and arrow. So they like, well, we how are we gonna get uh, something? Like, well, you know what? We need to take a road trip and go get a professional. And they're like, well, how are we gonna get there? And he goes, well, we none of us have a car. And this is when we're introduced to Duncan, a.k.a. Long Duck Dong. I assume he was the the rich kid of the college because he had his own big giant dorm room. And he had a bunch of um, guys all lined up on computers doing his homework. He's practicing his driving, golf driving in there. And he's got uh, another guy standing there act, acting like he's commentating uh, everything so they come in and he, he pretty got, much he, he got some money yeah he, he kicks everyone out and he's he's just not very popular so he's trying to buy friends and he was basically paying all these guys to do all his homework and everything so they're like hey man we hear you have a car and uh we need to borrow it and he's like all right that's cool well uh why don't you guys take me with you and they're like nah and he goes, come on, man. And he goes, I- I'll pay for everything. Um, just be my, just be my friend for a week. And they were like, nah. He goes, well, just pretend you know know me for a week. And that's he goes, and I'll pay for everything. And then he pulls out his wallet and that whole thing on credit cards. So they're like, all right. So they all jump in the Cadillac and and they head to L.A. I don't know what college they were at. at whatever 200 miles away it seems like they were way out in the sticks yeah it was weird like that's what the college frat guys were asking for was strippers 
Yeah. Uh, it almost seemed like it was a high school party. <laughs> so they drive all the way to LA. They get there. As they're on, along their way, they're like, hey, man, we need to find some place uh, to get um, some dancers. And they're looking through the little smut papers. I don't know if they still have those. They probably still do. But it had a list of all the, diff- the different clubs. Yeah, in Vegas they do. They're everywhere. Um, don't pick. Don't take those cards from those people handing out the cards. But I did notice there was a lot of stickers like on, on the bus stops. Now you got, it's got the little the VR codes. I was like, what? Is, I mean, me and my son was sitting there. I was like, I wonder what this goes to. So. <laughs> Don't be curious like me. It just ended up going to some stripper thing. <laughs> but I was like, damn. Because you know I have no idea where those codes are going to take you. <laughs> so anyway, so they all right, well, they found the uh, After Dark Strip Club or whatever the hell it was called. So they're like, all right. But they got to L.A. kind of almost to the evening. So they end up going into this little small little coffee shop and downtown somewhere i assume um so they're kind of sitting there just waiting and they're like well is it dark yet is it after dark and they're like i don't know it just turned dark so i think we gotta wait so while they're all sitting there they're the two the main two keith and aj are sitting there and uh duncan is in the bathroom um we see the guy that owns the place he's starting to close up and he's putting on his little uh priest robe it's got this big giant wooden crucifix around his neck. He's like, "Come on, guys, it's getting dark. We gotta go." Now, was he a priest for real, or was he just dressing up like one of them? I think he was just dressing up like one because he knew what goes down after dark. That was what I got from him because he was like in a rush. He wanted to get the hell out of there. So they're like, "Okay." So they're, while they're sitting there, and then in walk, um, what's his name? Snow, uh, Billy Drago. He comes walking in. He's blonde. He's got really white face. And uh, he's got these two uh, girls with him. And they come in and they order six coffees. Uh, and then there's kind of, one of the girls looks over at Keith. And she smiles and she's got these, she had these crazy teeth. I thought she oh. was a vampire. <laughs> that was the one with the licorice? Yeah. So they he kind of just looks at her and then looks away. But then. Snow is kind of like he turns around, goes up to them, and kind of gets in their faces. Uh, but AJ isn't having it. He's like, you know what? Fuck all this. He goes, you ain't shit. Because that guy, I guess they were going to beat him up or rob him or something. So AJ grabs Snow by the balls and starts squeezing. And he's, ah. And I can't remember how they, I think they just pushed down those two girls. And uh, he, in, he, he threw coffee in, oh. the, in the one girl's face with the fucked up teeth. <laughs> So Duncan comes out and they're like, come on, let's get out of here because snow falls to the ground because he's hurting from being squeezed. And then they get in in their Cadillac and they end up taking off and they end up going to the uh, the late night or after dark strip. See, I kind of wanted a little bit more backstory on these guys because AJ is the one to grab the dude's nuts, right? Yeah. He kind of has some street smarts to him because he was like, let's get out of here. And uh, the guy was like, why? And he was like, they they ordered six coffees, and there's only three of them. Yeah, because uh, Duncan was out there. Come on, man. We ain't scared of you, man. One guy took all three of you on. <laughs> when he was standing outside the window. Yeah. 
like, who beat your ass? So they end up leaving, and then they get to the to the strip club, and I like Duncan. He goes, I'm in the mood for love simply because they're naked. <laughs> so they're not really sure of the club, but they're like, come on, man, let's let's just go in there and see what's going on. So they go in. We see all these uh, shady-looking characters, and uh, they're just trying to party, especially Duncan. He's... He's already again. He's paying for everything, so he's ready to party. Obviously, that well, I guess these guys could be over twenty-one if they're in college. But while they're in there, they meet up with Allison. Uh, she kind of comes up to them and, "Hey, I remember you guys. Didn't you remember me?" But Keith and AJ are kind of like, "I don't know who you are." Apparently, she's knew them from high school, but they just didn't remember her. So there was just a kind of a lot of talking. And not too much going on. And then we're introduced to Katrina, Grace Jones's character. It's her turn to come out and dance. And um, I liked all her costumes, and I liked how they made her look. She looked real creepy right here. I'm watching this. Yeah, yeah, she looked creepy, but I don't know, man. She didn't look sexy. Because every guy in there was just mouth open. Like, wow. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to to Miss Jones, but she seems like she's an acquired taste. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she's, this is, this is, listeners, this is not Salma Hayek from, from Dust Till Dawn. No, I mean, she's, she's really, I don't know how tall she is, but she's, she's really skinny and not a lot upstairs or in the back. But um, I probably wouldn't say no, but maybe if it was just right there in front of me. But <laughs> um, how old is she? I don't even know how old. She is 75 years old now. She's 75 now? Yes. All right, I'm going to have to take a detour, everyone. I need to see how she looks now in 2023. Um, I know she's still out there doing it. She... She doesn't look bad. I mean, black don't crack. She don't. She don't have no faces and all now, I chop, need to chopped know up how, or anything. How tall is Grace Jones? Uh, I am not a fan of her music. I know there is a fan base. She's only what? five eight. She's only five eight. Damn. Shit, Arnold must be small then. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, she's she's on stage doing her thing, dancing, and everybody's mouths are open, thinking she's the sexiest thing in the world. She's got this bright red wig on. She's got the the white face, uh, the black eyeliner, and the red lips, and she's wearing this crazy skin tight uh, dress. Yeah, so she's up there just doing her thing, and then she starts again. This is a strip club, so she's starting to do her little strip tease act. But when she gets down to everything, her her body is like has body paint all over it with these crazy white designs, and she has um, what would you call these things that are over her privates? Uh, the the little wire bikini. Yeah, it they they look like coils. They're 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 round, uh, covering her boobs and covering downstairs. 
So she's up there. Yeah, everybody is just, oh, my God, mouth open, everything. And this is about as much Grace Jones as we get. I mean, she doesn't get fully naked or anything, but she's dancing. And, uh, yeah, they're panning the crowd, and everybody's mouths are open <laughs> that are in there. Yeah, I, I just didn't get it. <laughs> they're all speechless, and then they they all start clapping and hooting and hollering. And then AJ's like, that's the one, that's the one. So they're like, all right. And everyone's starting to throw all their money onto the stage. So uh, AJ starts talking to this one, uh, one of the Asian um, strippers. So she he ends up she ends up taking him backstage uh, to meet um, Katrina. And then we see more girls coming out stripping. Um, Keith and Duncan are there, and Allison is still. She wasn't throwing it at Keith. She was just trying to. Do you remember me? Do you remember me? But he's yeah. like, nah. She's yeah, doing in, all kinds in, of crazy things. In her mind, he he, they know each other, regardless yeah. of him saying, I, "I don't know who you are." In her mind, it's just like, hey. Yeah, we find out later, but we'll get to that. So, Duncan goes backstage. He's kind of looking around. He doesn't know what's happening, and he's just seeing all kinds of crazy things. And then um, Katrina comes out. And he starts talking to her like, yeah, I really uh, like your show and this and that. Again, Grace Jones does not say one word in this whole movie. I don't know why. Maybe they just figured she was more um, seductive and mysterious by, by not talking. She's always got all these little crazy outfits on. But he's really trying to basically get her to be the stripper that they're going to take back to to the college for everyone. So he's doing this thing, and then she kind of just pushes him down. And she strips back down to the little uh, little coils, wire, bikini, and everything. And she climbs on top of AJ, and he's all into it. And then she just turns into a vampire. Um, it, it was it was an all right scene. I'll give it to, to Hook. He's... He's laying there, no shirt, and she's licking up and down on his chest and everything. But then <laughs> he's all into it. And then all of a sudden she turns. Uh, she just she puts her head back, and he looks up, and he sees her. And she's uh, in full vampire mode. Because we see her teeth come out out of her uh, mouth. Her claws come out. Her toenails get long for some reason. And then she's, Rah! and he's like, ah, he's screaming, trying to push her off him. But she's got the vampire strength, and she comes down and takes a bite uh, into his neck. Uh, shout out to the special effects guy, because when she bites into his neck and she kind of pulls back a little, like the skin comes with it. I don't know if if that was a, a rubber neck that she was chewing on or if it was something that they just added on him. It looked like it was on him. Oh, yeah, it does. Okay, I, I had to rewatch it again. So... Keith is like, all right, Duncan is just getting his party on, man. He's just drinking those uh, Miller High Lifes like there's no tomorrow. And Keith is kind of like, all right, well, we need to figure out what's happening in here. So he kind of starts walking around and seeing all kinds of crazy things. Uh, we see all the um, the other people that are all working in there. They're starting to pick up um, uh, drunk guys. Because they at one point they had a special 
it was a dollar all you can drink so basically they wanted to get everybody tanked up so they can they can have a feast but keith is kind of starting to realize that something's something's happened here he, he's walking around he kind of goes up and talks to the, the main guy that's running the place but um that guy's he he seems a little suspicious because at this time we don't know that all of them are vampires but he's is, in the back eating bugs yeah is he like the renfield i think so because he was the one that got everybody to come in so he's he was eating he had like a jar of i don't know if they were roaches or whatever but keith walks over because he keeps seeing that guy digging that glass and eat it so he walks over there he grabs one and not even looking at it puts it in his mouth and then he looks at the glass and sees all these roaches and he's like no fuck this we got to get out of here yeah that's what he gets man you just don't stick your hand in a random bowl and start eating something he didn't even look at it and see what he was eating so he goes up and he sees the uh the asian woman that took um aj to the back so he's like hey um you took my friend back there. Is it is it cool if we go back there? And she's kind of like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, yeah, you, you went back there with him. But then here comes Allison. She comes in and still trying to go, you don't remember me? And it's like a thing, a little bit through the whole movie. Every time she's talking to him, you don't remember me. You don't remember me? And they're like, all right, whatever. So. Um, the little Asian woman, she realizes something's happening, so she runs backstage, and we see Katrina. She's back into her regular uh, Grace Jones mode, but they're starting to put AJ in a body bag, so that they're trying to get him out of there. There's a big, uh, a big dude that works there, big Italian-looking guy. He is the one that uh, I assume is the muscle. So, because every time somebody gets killed, he he's the the guy that has to deal with, excuse me, disposing the bodies. So Keith ends up going backstage with Allison and she should go here. I'll take you. I'll take you back there. Sorry, everyone. I got the hiccups. I'll take you back there and we'll try to figure it out. So while he's doing that again, she's doing that. You still don't remember me and everything. So back out into the club, Duncan is still getting his drink on, having the good time. Uh, Keith ends up going outside and he, he, he sees that big um, muscle guy. Well, he's not, he's a big, fat guy but he's basically the muscle he sees him leaving with a um like a cart and the audience knows that it has all these dead bodies in it so he basically goes and dumps them outside so keith is still kind of looking around he wants to know what's happening so he ends up leaving the club and he's um trying to figure out what's happening but he leaves with uh, allison because uh, she wanted to go home to get something. I think she had to go back to work, but she wanted to change her clothes. No, they were they were looking for that girl, Candy. Oh, that's right. Candy, for some reason, would have whatever information that he's looking for. Well, that was the Asian girl, right? Asian girl got killed. Because she no, but... went back. She went back and... Uh, the guy or the Renfield guy was telling Katrina, they were both telling her that, uh, uh, Keith is, uh, basically AJ has friends looking for him out there. He wasn't by himself. And then that's when, uh, Katrina kills the, the Asian girl. Uh, okay. I'm on that part. So yeah, she kind of pulls her over and then pulls her heart out. <laughs> it, it was a quick scene. She's uh, talking to her, and then she, like, just jams her hand into her chest and pulls out her heart. So, yeah, the Renfield dude is, he looks disgusted, but he doesn't, he's not scared. 
So yeah, um, Allison and, and and Keith they go to the hotel, and um, yeah, they were looking for that girl and it had some information. I don't even remember that girl, <laughs> but I think they showed her for like a second. <laughs> I want to say she was was she the the stripper dressed like a construction worker. Is that who that was? I don't remember anyone's name. I think, uh, yeah. Main players. I think they only showed her for a quick second and said her name. Okay. Well, like when the DJ introduced her, she'll, she'll melt in your mouth and melt in your hand or some stupid <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> All right, let me see. Concerned about AJ, Keith goes to help the waitress. I'm uh, named Armoretto. Oh, that was Allison, duh. Yeah, because she didn't, she didn't tell him her name right away. Yeah. They searched the neighborhood. Keith is separated from her while trying to escape from both psychopaths. Oh, what is this way? I don't know who wrote this, but they're they're jumping all over the place. But, yeah, but while they were at that this hotel, um, Allison, I assume she goes up, or Amaretto, whatever her name, she goes up to her, her room. Um, Keith is going to get in one of those those elevators, but then... He kind of gets stuck by the door. The door closes on him and he falls to the ground. So like uh, from the chest up is in the elevator and his body is sticking out in the hallway. But then the elevator starts to go up and he's like, ah, so he's getting ready to get cut in half. Luckily, there was a fire extinguisher right there on the side of the wall. So he grabs that and jams it between the floor and the uh the ceiling or in the the door and the the elevator so it, it kind of stops it so he's able to squeeze himself out of the out of the elevator before it crushes him but then when um we go back to the to the club okay this this part I wasn't really unsure of well we know Katrina is a vampire and I don't know how old she is, but was she like some pose, like some kind of Egyptian vampire? That's what I got from it. Because one of the guys we he sees he's holding a picture of her, and she's got one of those I don't know if they're pharaoh things. Oh, on the her big head. bodyguard guy. Yeah, he was like, in love with her. Yeah, I guess they had a thing like long time ago or something and the the Renfield guy kept telling him like it, it, it ain't like that anymore <laughs> because later when we see her coffin it's like one of those those King Tut looking coffin things so but yeah Keith gets out of there he ends up finding uh, Allison and basically telling him like yeah man there's something going on we need to go back to that place I need to find uh, my buddy and we need to get back to school so they're like, all right. So they're kind of on their way back to the club. Allison kind of gets mad at him, mainly because she doesn't remember her. We're back at the club. Duncan is still getting his party on, trying to get his fuck on with all the strippers. And the place, it's not packed, but there's places that is, there's still uh, patrons in there. But on Keith's on his way back to the club. He runs into, there's this big black car. Looks like a hearse. And he doesn't know who it is. And then when it comes up, he finds out that it's Snowball and the gang. And he's still after them just because uh, they they grabbed him by the dick and threw coffee on his <laughs> on his girlfriend. So they were kind of like, hey, man, we're looking for you. 
and then then his crew gets out and there's another blonde look well they're all like albino looking guys one of them looks like the undertaker when he gets out he did <laughs> well until we see him but he looked like the undertaker when he got out of that hurts <laughs> so they're all running after him and he's like fuck so he's running uh just running down these alleys trying to get away from him and he ends up jumping into a um a dumpster hiding from these guys so they 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 don't see him and no 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 wait a minute um that's later on uh, he, he, gets, he goes down in the sewer yeah he goes into the sewer and they kind of uh, realize that he's there because snowball sees him and then he slams the uh, the manhole and then he he's he takes off so while he's walking around down in the sewer that's pretty lit up um i mean i've i've done some sewer explorations and there was no lights down there but this is my younger days I mean, my young stupid days any of you young listeners don't go down there it's if we if water or whatever came and got us they would have never found us so don't don't be stupid like i was when i was a kid stay out of the sewer systems you're not meant to be down there unless you're a worker <laughs> uh, anyway to d- dumb youth so he's walking around down the sewers trying to find a way out but he knows that snow and those his gang is running around uh he sees this little girl uh walking around the streets and so he's going pss, pss, trying to get her attention but then uh here comes the undertaker i, I don't know his name but he, he goes up to the little girl and i don't think he says anything to her but he like tries to grab her and then she just bites his arm she like bites this his forearm hilarious. <laughs> yeah. and he's just swinging her around and she's locked on onto his arm and he's ah and you hear her kind of going rawr, growling and everything and at first i thought this was uh the leader snow but then he falls down onto the ground right in front of the little sewer thing where keith is hiding so he's dead and he ends up running uh trying to get out of there but then he starts running into uh, weird, creepy people down the sewer. There's uh, one guy. I just remember him from, uh, he was in My Bloody Valentine. He was the old drunk dude that uh, Harry Warden killed at the mine before when that guy tried to uh, play a practical joke on him. When Harry Warden jammed that pickaxe under his neck or under under his chin and went through the, through his head. Is that but the guy he was, with the, the thing in the, the shed or whatever? Yeah, that guy. Okay. <laughs> and he was also in um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, he was the one that told the story about Large Marge when, uh, when they were in that diner. I, I just remember from those two movies. But he runs into him down there, and he's like, I found my friend. And Keith's like, what the fuck? And he's holding a rat. And then he just starts chewing and sucking all the blood out of him. But Keith finally finds uh, his way out of the manhole. And then once he gets up to the top, um, here there's a Snow's gang walking around. They see him, and they're like, ah! So he goes hauling ass, and he, and he starts running. And this is when he runs down this alley and pretty much gets away from them, but he jumps into a dumpster, and uh, he's looking around. He notices that the, those guys don't come down the alley he's at, so he's getting ready to get out. But when he's trying to get up, he um, he moves this, uh, uh, I don't know, look like a bag in there but then when he moves it when he's getting up uh it's uh aj and he's dead and he's got that big huge 
bite Martin bite mark in his neck. And also laying there is a little Asian girl that uh, um, Katrina pulled her heart out. So he jumps out of the dumpster all scared, and here comes a garbage truck, and he's like, oh, my God. So he's trying to run, thinking he's safe. But uh, I assume this was one of Snow's gangs that stole this garbage truck. But they're running, and they not, they break open the uh, the fence, and then he starts running. But then we see that big um, big Italian-looking guy. He's coming out with another body in a body bag. So he was getting ready to throw it uh, in the in the in the dumpster. Keith runs. He finds a uh, a phone, a payphone, and he calls the cops and everything. But we're back at the club. The uh, the Renfield guy, he is what the hell is his name? I don't want to be calling him Renfield guy the whole Vic. time. Vic, that was his name. I think so. All right. Damn. Okay. We'll just. I just remember as um. What the hell is his name in Seinfeld? Um. I think it was Mister. Clampus, I think that was not nah, 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 yeah. that's um Jack Jack Clamp Clamp Clampus. Yeah, him. Yeah, his name is Vic. <laughs> he was um uh Morty Seinfeld's friend when they were living down in Florida. Uh, shout out to you, Seinfeld watchers. Yeah, anyway, so Vic is trying to basically tell Katrina that everything's under control. Um we'll, we'll get it, we'll get everybody because I he's got all they none of them really left the club except for the the um the big dude that kept dumping the bodies in the dumpster yeah so katrina is like listening to him his story and then all of a sudden she pulls out a little um razor blade and slices her wrists and then vic starts to uh i guess she gave him a treat she start her eyes roll back and he's sucking the blood out of her wrist keith gets back into the club and Duncan is pretty much just useless. He's faded. He doesn't know what the hell's happening. Keith goes in and goes like, come on, man. We need to get out of here. We we, we got to go. He goes, I found AJ. AJ's dead. But Duncan's so drunk, he doesn't know what's happening. But Keith goes in there. I don't know why he keeps going back in there, thinking he can just get out whenever he felt like it. So he ends up um, trying to leave. Oh, no, no. He goes into the bathroom. And the um, while he's in there, he hears somebody coming in and he gets scared, so he hides in the uh, in the, one of the stalls. And then when he when the the when it finally opens, it's um, AJ. He's standing there, and Vic or Keith is all surprised, and he's like, "What? What's going on? It was just a joke, man. Relax." And Keith's like, "I saw you, man. You were dead." And we can, we can see that AJ. He doesn't have um, all the color in his face anymore. Yeah, this is what I didn't get. So he, he's back as a vampire, right? I guess. <laughs> so why did they throw him in the dumpster? Well, if you remember, um, Vic told that big dude, he's like, hey, man. Well, they told him that they were, he was looking for his friend. And they're like, hey, man, go back outside and get the garbage. Basically, go get those bodies. Probably just his. Because when he comes back and um, AJ and Keith are in the bathroom talking, uh, Vic comes in and he's like, oh, so I see you found your friend. So and because uh, he's like, hey, man, there's some some officers here that want to talk to you. So the police are there and Keith is trying. Well, I thought my friend was dead. And 
he's obviously not because he, uh, AJ was telling him it was just a joke, man. But AJ knows what he is now because I'm sure they told him told him the rules. So they're basically trying to get rid of the cops so they can get out of there. But Keith, well, I, I felt like the cops were in on it. I thought so too because they, he says that line um, you, when they're leaving. He was like, "You want to stick around for the final show like you usually do?" <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe the cops were in on it. But Duncan, he's still of no use. He's faded. He even like, you know what? I'm gonna go out here and catch. Uh, the final act, the end of the show. Oh, so he's he, he's out here hitting on every woman. He tells that one waitress, he was like, "What time you get off?" She says two thirty, and he was like, "Can I watch?" <laughs> so while the cops are there and they all end up leaving, AJ and Keith are standing there, and here comes uh, Katrina in another crazy outfit. She's looking at him, at uh, uh, AJ gave him gave him like the your. You're under my control. Look, but then AJ is still kind of like, "Hey, man, just forget it, man. Relax, man. Let's let's still hang out." And Keith is like, "Dude, I'm mad at you. Come on, let's get the hell out of here. We got to get back." And AJ is like, "No, nah, no, nah, come on, man. Let's just let's just stick around." So uh, there was a, another stripper in there giving uh, AJ uh, a back rub, and then he's like, "Hey, man, just can you leave? I need to talk to my buddy." So, but she doesn't leave because this is when AJ turns into a vampire because he starts to tell him, man i'm hungry and only whatever's in your veins is what i'm hungry for so he's like ah he gets scared and then the um the other stripper that was in there she turns into a vampire um again just her face not uh, the full body or anything uh keith is starting to fight her she knocks him to the ground and she's getting ready to jump on him and uh, take a bite out of him but he grabs one of the stilettos it's in the closet because we're there in the stripper room, uh, their dressing room. So when she jumps on top of him, he stabs him. Uh, she had one of those long high heels and stabs him, stabs her in the chest and it kills her. Just as good as a steak. <laughs> yeah. So uh, AJ's kind of like, well, you, you kind of know what's going on now and, and you know uh, who I am because he's telling her, he goes, man, everybody here are vampires. And Keith is like, oh, I don't know. But AJ's like, I can't let you leave. And he, he starts to grab uh, Keith. This is Excuse a me. good good scene between them two. Because I, I like the, the, the conversation. How AJ's basically telling him, like, I, you're my friend. I love you. But right now, all I'm seeing is food. And I, I can't help myself. And Yeah, so what? Trying he's to grab, he's trying to grab him and hold him there, but at the same time, he's giving him all the information he needs to get out. Yeah, because he's telling him, he's like, basically, I'm I'm a vampire, but he says I'm a zombie now, and he's telling him, but yeah, he goes, I just I, I need to feed, but Keith is like, no, 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 he's he's like, come on, man, he goes, I need to do bad things now, and he goes, but I love you, you Keith, he goes, I I just want you, I just want you right now as food. And he's like, "Come on, I'm starving." And Keith is like, "Ah, what the hell's going on?" Does Keith does does he say, "Can can you just take a little bit?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a friend, though. <laughs> you don't have to take all of it. Just take a little bit. <laughs> he basically just take what you need right now. <laughs> and yeah, this I mean, there was there was comedy, especially with with AJ. I mean, everything he said was funny, even when he's in um. 
vampire mode. But he's telling him, he's like, yeah, man. He goes, come on, man. He goes, my life is over with. And he goes, just just help me out. So he starts going towards um Keith. But he, yeah, he basically broke down uh, who he is and what's going on here. So when uh, uh, he starts uh, roughing up Keith, trying to attack him, but he he knows he, he has to feed, but he doesn't want to feed on his buddy. So he's kind of he's talking to him, and then uh, AJ is kind of just basically stalling. But you can see that that he is starving for him. But yeah, there's a lot of one-liners in this scene because it is funny. It's a funny scene. So um, Keith give or uh, AJ gives um, Keith a, a piece of wood and telling him like, "Come on, man, just just end it. Take me out." And Keith is like, oh, man, I mean, I can't do this." And he's like, "Come on, man, you got to. I don't I don't want to be like this." So he's getting ready to do it, but he can't. And he's like, "Come on, man, just do it." So he, he AJ grabs Keith, throws him up against the wall, and he's like, "Come on, man, this is how it works. Just stab me." And he's like, "Sun." He goes like, "Sunlight, stakes, all of that. It all works." And he goes, "Come on." He just he just wanted him to kill him, and he's like, "No, I can't." So when he tries to, uh, uh, AJ just kind of steps back, and then he goes and rushes at um, Keith. Keith holds up that uh, that piece of wood, and it stabs. Uh, AJ right through the heart and goes right through him because it goes in his chest and comes out of his back. But I loved right before he before he he bit it, he falls to his knees, he digs in his pocket, pulls out the keys to the car, and he goes here now get lost. <laughs> he throws him the keys. <laughs> so he's like, all right. So he he just he just falls and that's that's it for AJ. Back in the club, Duncan is still. Uh, getting his booze on with with everybody in there, and Keith tries to leave, but Vic and uh, the big dude uh, are blocking the doors. Like, come on now, man, you you can't leave. We need to. Well, he told him, "Was look, man, because you got to stick around and and uh, uh, tally up your tab." And he goes, "You know what? Let's go to the back and and talk about this." But Keith is like, "Hey, man, uh, can you call the cops? Uh, these guys are all vampires, but no one's believing them." Uh, Allison. Well, Amaretto at this time, she's still there. She kind of grabs Duncan. I mean, she still doesn't even know what's happening here. But uh, Vic starts talking to Keith, telling him, like, look, man, because people disappear all the time. And no one's going to know about you. Because he, he basically broke down who they were and what they do. They, they, it seems like they just bring in all kinds of people, get them all drunk, and then they, they, they kill them and eat them. I mean, but, dollar all you can drink. Yeah, man. I, I I've been to a place in TJ when it was five dollars, all you can drink. But I didn't drink nothing. You figured that place would be off the hook, five dollars and all you can drink? Nah, man. We went in there. There was nobody in there. I said, I ain't, I ain't drinking any of this. I'm out of here. <laughs> so anyway, so Keith, uh, Vic is talking to him, telling him like, look, you you can't leave. We're gonna kill you, and we're gonna kill everybody in here. Because they were talking about they want to expand. Uh, taking their um, their their club to Vegas, but he's uh he's not having it. So, um, AJ gets uh, I don't know some kind of whiskey. So and he starts uh he has a whole bottle and a couple glasses, and he starts um spilling it around the bar. 
He gives it to um, Amaretto Allison, and she's starting to dump, dump the stuff all over the place. Uh, Keith is spilling the drink. He spills some on Vic, and then he he's basically trying to light the place on fire. So once he uh, finally gets Vic out of the way, he uh, sticks a napkin in one of the um, the whiskey glasses, lights it up, and then pushes it down the bar. And then this is when he starts to light. Uh, the whole place up. So he's dropping uh, little Molotov cocktails everywhere, and he's throwing bottles that he lit up. And everyone starts to run out out of the place, except for all the vampires, because they're obviously scared of fire. Because Vic has, or um, Keith has a little lighter. He lights it, and he's pointing it at Vic, and Vic is (laughs) (laughs) getting, he could have just went and blew it out. (laughs) But Instead of running out of the place, they run down into the basement uh, trying to get away. And uh, they're, they're still, it's uh, Duncan, uh, Allison, and and Keith. So they're, they're, they're starting to run away, but they end up getting downstairs in the basement. And then they get in one of those elevators that, that takes you up into the street. So as they're running, we go back into the club and we see that the whole place is on fire. Vic and the big... Uh, muscle guy they're kind of just sitting at the bar thinking well uh that's it and he's like yeah here's uh, my first drink in 75 years so they're basically toasting themselves and then they start they start burning so allison uh keith and duncan jump into the the cadillac and they they're they're about to take off but then some big truck comes and t-bones them and then they end up driving off they're hauling ass down the sidewalk on uh in their cadillac oh it was a, a tow truck was chasing them so they're they're hauling ass driving down the road trying to get away from this dude in the, in the tow truck but then the tow truck gets up onto the curb and starts driving sp- full speed at them keith throws it in the reverse still on the sidewalk uh mind you and he's going in reverse and then here comes i think it was a street sweeper or something no, it was that same garbage truck okay yeah the the little forklift things are coming down so keith is looking around all right what are we going to do so he's looking around he sees another guy in another cadillac so he uh the the tow truck and the garbage truck start to go so they start getting closer though the two trucks start to punch it uh there's a car getting ready to pull out of of the space so keith is kind of waiting for him to uh, get out so he can get out of the way but of course at the last second before the two trucks come crashing into them he just guns it and gets out of the way and the tow truck and the garbage truck just slam head on into each other and uh both of those drivers die because you see the guy in the uh, garbage trucks flying out of the windshield so they end up hauling ass down the road and while they're sitting there they're talking about yeah um duncan starts to go man i'm hungry i don't know why i'm so hungry and and Keith is like, hey man, we'll just we'll get some pizza. And he looks up in the rearview mirror and he doesn't see anything. And then he turns around and looks, and Duncan's a vampire. And he's cracking one liners while they're trying to drive. And he's like, ah, they're driving all over the road and they end up uh running over those uh little spike things in the road and pop all the tires. So they crash their the Cadillac and they jump out and whatever they hit, the engine ignites. And Duncan can't get out of the back seat. So as they're running, the whole Cadillac blows up. 
and then we see Duncan on fire. He kind of falls out of the truck, but he he's burned up, and that's pretty much the end of of Duncan. Yeah, so what, me out. I like Duncan. I know. I was hoping that he would have made it. See, I don't I don't remember this movie very much. I thought so, he was just gonna be drunk the whole time. Yeah, I thought he was gonna pass out somewhere and come out at the end, and <laughs> like, what happened? But no, he turned into a vampire. Uh, I don't know when he got bit or scratched or whatever. There was a scene when one of the, I don't know if it was a waitress or a stripper, asked him to come to the back for a second. Oh, okay. Well, I must have missed that part. Yeah, it was like real quick. Uh, so while they're running down the street, they find a um, one of those pawn shops, and then they break into it, and uh, they get a, a flashlight and a gun. Well, no, they were going to get a gun, but then Keith finds a a bow and arrow because he's an excellent marksman. Well, Allison we finds see. a rocket launcher. Yeah. I, okay, you can get rocket launchers at pawn shops, but different times in the mid-80s. Because <laughs> she goes, what about this? And he goes, you got any ammo for that? And she's like, oh, man. So she just throws it down. <laughs> but he gets his bow, and then they end up taking off. But before they leave, um, he shoots a, a vampire that's there. He comes in the door. I think, oh, it was the, um, the, the, the truck, the garbage truck driver. Yeah. He comes in and shoots him through the heart with a, with an arrow. So they uh, end up take- the, the, This is when we start the new thing with her, because the, the whole thing with, between them is, uh, you don't remember me? Now we're starting the, he thinks she might be a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, well, I think he, he did he did a test for her really quick, but nothing happened. Oh, he uh, no, that was later on. Anyway, so they end up leaving because he's not really sure. A bus pulls up, and they're about to get on, but the bus driver is a vampire, so they start running down the street, and then all these vampires come out of nowhere. Uh, hobo vampires, stripper vampires, and that little girl is still running. So they're about to to. To get mauled by them, but then here comes Snow in his big hearse. He goes boom, mopping down the street, whips the tail and slams into a couple vampires and knocks them down. This part was awesome. He gets out and him and his gang, and he sees all the vampires, and then that little girl vampire. I love the effects because he's kind of like, "What game is this?" She runs up and dives <laughs> in there, flies through the air. And uh, gets Duncan and bites him. It's it's cheesy, but it looks funny. And you can clearly see the girl is on wires <laughs> flying through the air. <laughs> yeah, it starts an all-out vampire street brawl. Shout out to her. She did her own stunt uh, in this. <laughs> yeah, so they basically kill Snow in the gang. And Keith and AJ go running off. Or Keith and uh, Allison go running off. And then... She kind of explains, remember, I don't know why she kept doing this, but it was part of the show. She was like, you remember we played spin the bottle at so-and-so's uh, party? And then Keith is like, all right, I remember. All right, now let's go. So I guess the safest place to go was back down into the sewer. So they're running around through the sewers trying to get away from him. And then they hear someone and they're like, what is that? And he goes, I don't know. And he goes, maybe it's nothing. And she goes, well, whatever it is, they're in heels. Because you hear, like, heels walking along the, the cement, I guess, in the sewer. So they try to hide in this little corridor, but there's a doorway. 
and they realize it's open so they go into it and then when they're in there they're not really sure uh what it is they just think it's a basement but then they start to see uh dead bodies in there then they're looking around and they notice that uh these are these are the coffins for all the vampires so they're like fuck so they're and then this is this is when we see um katrina's uh egyptian tomb coffin or whatever so they they're in there and they and they hear someone coming so they run and hide behind these crates and garbage cans and it's all the vampires that were out upstairs in the alley in the streets trying to chase them so sun must be coming up so they all go jump into their um into their coffins and so once they're all in there they they get up and they're trying to leave and uh allison something i can't something came out and it scared her because she like ah she screamed and then the vampires uh start to uh to wake up again like they just went into their coffins and closed oh she um her flashlight she had it uh automatically like came on because she thought the, the batteries were dead so the light scared her but when she screams she knocks over this big barrel and all this liquid comes out we don't know what it is but apparently there's big giant barrels full of gasoline or kerosene or whatever in so the, convenient yeah in there in their little layer for their vampires so when they're running up the stairs keith starts dumping them all over and all that uh i'm gonna say gas i'm surprised they didn't smell it when they went in there but anyway so they go in there it's all over the place keith's like give me a match so he lights the match and so every vampire that was in there is on fire and uh they all end up burning up so they're still down in the sewer. Keith is running around. Um, Katrina ends up disappearing, so he starts chasing her. He hears her screaming, and then when he finds her, uh, Katrina's got her by the throat, and he's got his his bow still. And Katrina, she's I don't think she had any kind of big labyrinth costume on, but she's bald, and her she's in vampire mode, so her teeth and fangs are there. She's uh. Not saying anything again, and Allison's like, just shoot her, just shoot her. But Keith notices that the sunlight is coming out because he looks up and there's, I don't know what that was, some kind of door or whatever on the ceiling. He sees that uh, the sunlight's coming through. So he takes aim with his bow. He's he's holding it, he's holding it too long. And I don't know if you guys have ever uh, used like a high-power bow. I mean, those things are strung pretty tight. And he's holding it forever, and it's start to, starting to cut his fingers because blood is running down uh, down it. So he finally takes aim and then just phew, lets one go, and it hits um, Katrina in the mouth, and it kind of stabs her to the wall. So Allison falls down, and she's like, ah, she's trying to run away and get away. But well, she stabs her with the pipe first. Oh, yeah, that's right. When uh, she's up against the wall with that arrow in her mouth, Allison grabs a pipe, stabs her in the chest. But then um, Katrina kind of pulls that arrow out of her throat, out of her mouth. And she's like, just ha 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 like that. And then she reaches down. She grabs that pipe and pulls it out of her chest and throws it on the ground. But he's Keith is still standing there and Katrina's slowly walking up to him. And Allison's like, come on, let's go. And he's like, just wait, just wait. So he reaches up. He, 
I think what I think he grabs something and he slams it up on the ceiling and sunlight comes through on one side. The bow. Oh, that's right. So when she stops because she sees the sunlight, and then he what did he he did another one? I can't remember what he what he used. All right, I'm watching this, everyone. She's almost about to bite him. She's in his face. Yeah, he he opens up whatever that is with a bow in front of him so the sunlight comes in and it stops her so she doesn't run into it. Then he reaches behind her, opens up another door, so these two beams of big beams of sunlight kind of have her trapped. And she's just kind of turning around, going back and forth. She doesn't know which way to go. And then Keith opens up the center one, and then sunlight just comes pouring in, and she's, ah! She doesn't immediately, like, blow up or turn the flames or anything. She slowly is, like, screaming, and she falls down, and blood is starting to come out of her eyes and everything. And I don't know what that was, some kind of crazy little effect on her forehead because she starts... Um, I guess starts starts to smoke or whatever. Yeah, I like how the skin peeled way off her face. It's a cool effect because it's it's really slow. So cause she, the the sunlight is pouring on her. She's not like burning or anything. But then, um, well, there is some flames because when they show her face, um, like all the skin is burning off. But it's like I don't know how they film this or maybe they used a a vacuum or whatever, because all her face, all her skin that's burning off, it's it's going up into the air. So she basically burns all the way down to a skeleton. And as they're about to walk away, we see Katrina's hand, her skeleton hand, come up. There's like little little bits of skin on it, but it's basically a skeleton. It's looking at her. I mean, it's look. They're looking at it. They're seeing her move her arm, and then they, it's just a hand, and then it turns around. And then gives them the finger. And then <laughs> falls over. <laughs> That's the end of Katrina. Because her, her skull head falls off. So they're kind of like. Ah, Alright. So they end up leaving. Um, they're they're about to walk up. To go climb up to the manhole. But then Katrina notices. That Keith's uh, fingers are bleeding. So she kind of grabs him. And I thought she was just going to kiss it. But she was like sucking the blood. So he's still kind of like. Wait a minute. Is she is she a vampire? He doesn't know. So he starts crawling up the um the manhole. He opens it up and then he's like, wait a minute. He sees the sun's at the sun's out. So he's like, wait a minute. He went, uh, hey, hey babe, can you come up here? <laughs> so she she crawls up and is like, What? And he waits for her to get up there. Then he opens the manhole. He wanted to see if she would burn, but then nothing happens. She's like, Well, that's supposed to be funny. He's like, oh, I just want to see something. So they crawl. He starts crawling out of the manhole, and all of a sudden, ah, she screams. And he's like, fuck, because she gets pulled back down there. So he jumps back down, and it's um that big. Uh, I think it says big, his name is Vlad. Yeah, it's the big um the muscle guy, the bouncer uh, of the club. I figured he burned up. So he's kind of like, yeah, and he goes, about to kill you and then kill myself. You guys both must die. But before you can finish the sentence, somebody stabs him through the back uh, with a, I don't know, stake or something. And then he falls forward. And here comes AJ. He's walking on with, well, don't everyone thank me at once? And of course, you got to throw the comedy in. <laughs> and he's basically like, hey, man, um, the, the I guess the wood that he used to stab him with because he thought he was dead. He goes, oh, it's just for Micah. 
So I guess which makes kill. no sense because I guess you can't kill vampires. The vampire, was, the vampire was killed with the high heel earlier. You just gotta look look it over, man. <laughs> it, 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 it was the vampire killing high heel. <laughs> so Keith is like, all right, man. Well, we're out of here. And he's like, come on, man. He goes, look, man. He goes, I'm still your buddy and. Don't you trust me? And he's like, ah, oh, no. And he goes, well, come on, man. I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll go to night school. Uh, I'll get a job on the graveyard shift. Come on, man. We can make this work. And they're like, all right, come on. And uh, Katrina or um, Katrina, Allison and Keith are up top in the street. The sun's coming up. And he's like, uh, all right, come on, man. Keith is like, come on, man. Just relax, man. We'll take care of this. Just follow us. So they're walking up top. And AJ is walking below them through the sewer. So I assume the sewers go all the way 200 miles back to their college <laughs> or whatever. But that's pretty. We see a big rainbow in the background, and that's that's your movie. <laughs> 1986's Vamp. Uh, it's goofy. I mean, it's funny. I mean, there's not really much to the story uh, and everything. But I love this movie. I mean, for just... Uh, a horror comedy. I mean, the comedy is there, but don't expect to be <laughs> laughing through the whole thing. It's a lot, a lot of just one-liners. I think AJ was the the comic relief uh, in this one, as well as Duncan. So it was cool because every time he was on the screen, he was funny. But overall, I mean, I do enjoy this film. Uh, it's one of those movies that, like I said, I rarely hear anyone talk about. So I decided to bring it to you guys this this month or this year. The budget for this film was 3.3 million and at box office 4.9 million. So it didn't even make half of its money back. But I'm sure it made all its money back once it hit uh, VHS and DVD and Blu ray. So, yeah, I mean, if it, if it got an arrow video release, um, that probably means it, it reached kind of like cult classic status. Yeah, I mean, I think this movie is, is is a cult classic. Again, you don't hear much of it, much about it, unless I'm just listening to the wrong podcasts. <laughs> so, but I do remember seeing it in Fangoria and reading about it in other horror magazines of of the '80s. So, but all right, everyone, that is it for tonight. Please come back tomorrow for more. I do not know what that is, but just come back tomorrow. So until then, everyone, be safe out there and party on.